is going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the Cardiac Cats, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,000. 453 are kind of steadily just staying there. I haven't moved up or down in like three days. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, X, you haven't subscribed to my channel, why not? Help me help these numbers go up. Do me a favor. Go to YouTube channel Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button at the bell for the notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, shout out to everybody on ZTV online. Uh, if you have not, went to the website there and checked it out. Uh, you can go to ZTV online or ZTV Cincinnati. And I'm live streaming right there. Um, you can do that. You can also make a donation to the show if you would like. I'd appreciate that. Right there on ZTV Online. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down there. It's the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to my T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you need a house, a condo, an apartment you're looking for, if you got a rental property, you just don't want to manage anymore. Give T Properties a shot, and they will take care of the rest. And you know it. I'm wearing it today. I got the hat on. I got the shirt on. But, you know, we hit the jackpot. I'm going to draft to Joe Burrow. Like I said, I think we hit the jackpot when we signed Jake Browning because Minnesota, you should have never effing cut him. But I'm glad you did. Anyway, if you guys want any of the merchandise, go to jackpotjoey9.com. Uh, the beer is delicious, and it's right there in front of me. Uh, it's delicious and award-winning. It is at Brink Brewery. So portions of the proceeds for all of this goes to the Joe Burrow foundation so you're not only drinking delicious beer wearing cool stuff you're supporting a great cause i'll get this out here before i get to the chat uh tomorrow night everybody i'm doing a live show from brink brewery get there and we will be giving away Bengals browns tickets now the way to sign up for it the easy way to do it is go to ztv online or ztv cincinnati they have a link there where you can sign up i think there's gonna be some signups at brick brewery but I know you can sign up online. We will be giving the tickets away uh, right there on the show. Also, we'll be giving away some stuff from, I'll make sure I say their name right because I've been saying it wrong. Uh, let's see here. It is Gathered Threads. I'll make sure I kept saying common threads. Gathered Threads. We'll be giving away some merchandise there. So make sure you show up. We're going to have a great time. Me, uh, my co host, Joe Farsing from the Riverfront is going to be there. You guys can get there, drink some delicious Jackpot Joey beer, and have some fun. What's up to everybody in the chat? Strangers in the first. Tebow, I like the I like the new icon. Everybody's doing the uh, fungo pop thing. I got to figure out how to do that to be a strawberry ice one. Uh, uh, Rocket Bengal, Paul's in there. Sammy, what is up? All right, let's get to my man here. Now, I'm so happy I finally got this done. Last time I did a live show, Elliot was going to be on, and then Joey Carr showed up late, and Elliot couldn't get on, and it was a mess, and Anyway, I made sure I slotted out a whole hour for Elliot. So, if you ever watch Elliot on Chatterbox, he's a sports reporter. He's a retired, unretired gambler. He he has this interesting relationship with Marty Brenneman. He's a weatherman. I mean, he's a jack of all trades. Some people say master of none. Well, let's see. Let's get to Elliot. What is up, Elliot? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How how are you? <laughs> good, man. good, good, good. So are you are you retired or are you back to gambling again? I, I'm getting confused. We're back. We're back. back. We're all the way back. back listen, some listen, sometimes the best the best at anything, really, right? Michael Jordan took the, the break from basketball. Some were saying because there was some gambling going on, there was a silent uh suspension. I that's not what I believe. 
I think the, the very best at what they do have to take a break from time to time. And when I go on and gamble, sometimes I just need a break. Like I, again, what, what sparked that retirement was losing 15 straight bets and I had to take the break. I had to do it. Uh, but I'm back now. I'm back now because I, here's the thing. You are one parlay away always at all times, no matter when. You are one parlay away from generational wealth, Mr. Mr. Strawberry Ice. There you one go. parlay. There you go. Now, 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 how does Marty Burton feel about your, your betting prowess? I mean, yeah. Oh, I don't think he likes it very much. I don't think <laughs> I don't think he appreciates it one bit. But, I, but I, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. I think you, two, you two crack me up when you guys go back and forth with, with Marty because he you can just see the the old the old, not the old Marty's old. You know, he's in the seventies. The, the old. Grumpy man, come out in, in Marty. You, you bring bring it out uh, the best for him. Listen, Marty's used to dealing with the higher ups, the 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 you know the most important journalists in the city. When he gets to goof around with me, I see the little spark in his eye, and it might come off as annoyance or something like that. But I see it as a spark. It's exactly. a glimmer of hope in his eyes. Exactly. So for everybody, who, anybody who doesn't know who who you are or what show, show you're on give everybody a little background i'm pretty sure people know who you are but I'll just give everybody a little background well, to, uh, yeah thank you I, if you don't know who i am you very much should i'm i am a <laughs> i am a cincinnati z-list celebrity so please Z-list. you should know you yeah. you should know who i am hey, if, good thing we're on ztv ztv yeah z-list celebrity there how about that uh no i my name's elliot listen i'm from the west side of cincinnati this Duh! is the west Best this, side, baby. The best side. This is the this is a West Side sports show. I have to represent. I am an elder boy. For all those who rec- uh, who, who 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 know and are familiar with Elder High School, I, I went to Elder. I went to then Toledo University, then to University of Cincinnati, transferred. Then I went to 700 WLW, where I worked as a producer with Mo and Tony and Austin and all those great guys up there, Taryn, everybody up there. And then from there, I moved to Chatterbox Sports. Now, Chatterbox Sports, we have a YouTube channel. We have a podcast. I work with Tom Brenneman, uh, the legendary uh, broadcaster. So we, we do a show every day, 10 to 12, uh, on the Chatterbox YouTube channel. It's it's a very fun show, just like this show. Very fun. Exactly. I I, I don't my, – my, with my schedule right now, I don't get to listen to it as much as I normally do. That's why on Tuesday, I jumped in the chat and said, yeah, I can't wait for you to come on tonight. And you're like, Huh? Like, oh, yeah, it's Thursday. <laughs> Never mind. I get my days. I get my days confused. So, what, so you're a third. You're a third shifter, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I work at UPS, so it's Christmas, so we start really early. Oh my goodness! So I worked when I worked at 700. We did. Uh, I I would work hours that are just just brutal. I there would be. I I think I worked one day. I got in there at I want to say 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I worked until I want to say 7 p.m. Ooh. and I'm just I just some of those days, man. They they get to you. So I, I know how those early morning shifts are. We had to work. We God, we had to work until my my normal weekday shift. I'm I'm rambling. I'm sorry if I ramble. Uh, my 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 weeknight shift is is like I worked 5:30 p.m. to like 1:30 a.m. So my schedule is all over. So I I know how you feel. Those those schedules are brutal. Yeah, they suck. Um, now Paul here says uh, uh says your 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 segment's grand grandson. <laughs> I don't think so. Not by <laughs> relation, at least not by relation. He's a big uh. What is he? He's a big NASCAR guy. I'm not a NASCAR guy. I'm not there a NASCAR. Go. Guy. Now you gotta do me a favor. Since that you know you have personal relationship with 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 the man Tony Pike. Oh no! For some reason. Oh I don't no! Know if you, you followed this summer. No, right? I know all about this. Where he he's just he's, he's ducking and diving me. I mean, he went on my on my boy Trag's podcast. He's been on Chatterbox. He goes on everybody's podcast. But for some reason, he won't come on mine. I, I don't know. He's scared of me, or, or what's going on with this? I think that's what it is. I just think it's I, I think it's fear. I think it's a fear of, of of being in the presence of greatness. And clearly somebody needs to talk to Tony 
and, and get through his mind that this is just a quality program. And I, and I don't know why you can't see it. I think Austin was on the show, right? Austin's been on the show. Austin's been on the show. Uh, 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 Skinny's been on the show. Uh, hell, I had a Graham Ashcraft on the show. I had the whole channel's been on the show. The whole station. Right. I mean, I've had everybody except Moe's been on the show. I mean, his boy Paul, Paul Danner's been on the show. I mean, I had, except Tony. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I, you, you know, you got to do, you got to just start, you got to, you got to just like pepper him with compliments. He really likes that. Maybe tell him. I he told him be- I'd buy a beer. I, I said I'd give, give him some Jack White uh, Joey beer. That's, that's I don't, I don't know if he wants the beer. I, I think what you need to do, you just need to write an official letter to the University of Cincinnati and make sure Pike is in the Ring of Honor. That's what this comes down to. Actually, I agree with that. I think Pike should be in the Ring of Honor. Absolutely. I mean, he has the greatest play in the University of Cincinnati football I, history. I was there, dude. I know everybody says that, but I was actually there. I, we <laughs> that's awesome. that game. I, I, dude, I. That was the most up and down game, or not up and down, because I thought we were gonna lose. I'll be honest, I thought we were gonna lose the whole time, and the, and then it had the the, the uh, Ben or not Ben's uh, Marty Gilliard had had the uh, kickoff return, and then they had the pike to Ben's, and I'm like, holy crap! I've never been so excited. And the, I loved it. The Pittsburgh fans were so sad. They were so shocked that oh, yeah. they lost to us, and I was enjoying every freaking minute of it. It was thank God so cool. Thank God we don't do that BCS nonsense anymore because that, that, that team should have played for a final four, at least and some sort played for some sort of championship. At least in the fact a shot at it. Yeah, seriously. I, the BCS is not college football right now is nonsense too. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't but, even, I mean, I think Florida state's got, got screwed to be honest. I mean, for, they, I, it, it, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And, and, and I, I might ramble again, but I'm, I get very frustrated when I think about it. When we look back at that, that UC team that made the final four, right? That team, there, there were all kinds of naysayers, all kinds of arguments preventing them from being in the Final Four, which I kind of understand. They played in the American Conference. They didn't play anybody. They almost lost to Navy on the road. They were a fumble away from losing to uh, Tulsa at home. There was just a lot of bad games there. But at the end of the day, they won all their games. They deserved to be in. They deserved that spot. Florida State played all of their games to the best of their ability. With right? the backup quarterback. Yeah, it's not it's not the Florida State quarterbacks. It's the Florida State Seminoles. They play as a team. You lose one guy. It's next man up mentality. That's how sports works. That's why everybody watches sports. There's 25 different injuries for quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Do, you, are you, do, we, do we just say the Bengals are dumb because we have Jake Browning? That's right. not what sports are. You, you play everybody to the best of their ability. If they're out, you, next guy goes in, you play. They won all of their games they deserve to be in. It's nonsense to think otherwise. And I know Kirk Herbstreet and the rest of that college football committee, and that's what I call them, everybody up there that has uh, on the game day probably gets the vote for their little committee, and they got together and like, oh, well, what if we watch this game and it's a blowout? Spoiler, every single game that happens in these in these playoffs has been a blowout. The average margin of defeat is 17 points. What are you saving? What are you stopping? What, what are you preventing here? And that's my biggest issue. I'm sorry for rambling, but it's no, just you're good. No, I, Florida, I Florida State got screwed. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. And the thing is, what, what I keep saying, like, well, what's the best team on paper? I'm like, I don't – that's not what we're trying to do here. You, you have five – stupid you have five power conferences in four spots. So if the team wins one of the power five, they should automatically be in. I mean, and don't give me this crap where, oh, well, they got a backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Ohio State, they had a backup quarterback. They had their third, their third – yeah, their third string. And they came back and won yeah. the whole freaking thing. So don't. It's just like we're saying with the Bengals right now. Just get into the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. These kids and DJ Reader, they had a great tweet. You're punishing 26, 27, or 36 kids, however many are on a roster, because of one. That's stupid. I mean, you. That's not their fault. And they did everything they're supposed to do. Let no. them go out there and prove it on the field if they're supposed to win. And it, 
Elliot, it's all money. You can't have the BCS. You can't have it without the uh, Big Ten in. You can't have it without the SEC. They want those two teams in. Whoever is in there, the best team from the Big Ten, the best team from the SEC, they got to have them in. That's the reason that Florida State, I think, got penalized. And that's and, and that's one hundred percent true. It's always been about the money. It always will be about the money now more than ever with the NIL. Mm-hmm. So it, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens from from now until forever with the twelve team playoff here, with the super conferences starting and all of this stuff. It, there's still going to be biases. There's still going to be a little bit of uh, I don't want to say rigged because sports aren't rigged, despite what conspiracy theorists say that sports are not rigged yet. Uh, yet, <laughs> yet. But but here's what's going to happen now. There's going to be teams on the outside looking in like. I'm uh, a mediocre SEC team, uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is now going to sit at 13 and say, why don't we get to go in? And these arguments will never stop. But now, at least with the 12-team playoff, even with all the money factoring in, now it's going to be at least more fair. I, it's never going to be perfect, but now it's more fair. So I guess good on that. Yeah, that's one thing I've always wondered what took them so long to do. That. And they kept saying, oh, you know, the kids got to go to class. I'm like, dude, the last game, the regular season is Thanksgiving. They don't play. I mean, they started playing bowl games now, but they didn't really start playing bowl games until Christmas or New Year's. You were at like a whole month of no college football for years. And, mm-hmm. and it's not like the kids are in class during this time. They, they get winter break. So I mean, that whole narrative where all oh, we can't do it because of this, get it's all oh, we got to have the bowl games have their money. Cool. They can have their money, but their bowl game is part of the playoff. It's just, yeah. I'm like, I don't understand what took so freaking long to figure this out. And, and, and the 12 teams, we're gonna have less arguments because I don't really think. Oh, well, the thirteenth best team didn't get in. I'm like, yeah, that, you know, they, yeah, they're. Oh, watch it'll be UC next year, and I'll be, I'll be pissed. But, you know. <laughs> it won't be UC. I promise. I'll promise you that. But Satterfield is gonna turn it around, Elliot. Come on. <laughs> if you think Satterfield's turning this ship around, you haven't been paying attention. I, <laughs> I, I say that with love and respect, but everybody knew this was a bad hire. I don't understand why they did it. He was forced out of Louisville. Everybody wanted him gone. They threw parties as soon as he left Louisville. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. he's here. And and listen, I'm not going to say last year's schedule was cake, right? When you play Oklahoma, it's never really that easy. How easy can your schedule be? But last year's schedule for a Big 12 team was pretty damn easy. And, and the fact that they that. weren't even close to competitive is mm-hmm. nuts. nuts. Yeah, it was very disappointing. I, I was people kept asking me, like, how you feel about the hire? I'm like, well, I'm not ecstatic about it because, like you said, I, I nope. don't think Louisville wanted him. Um, and everybody said, well, you know, you, you're probably pretty ecstatic when you got uh, Luke. I was like, actually, not really, because he was a failed head coach at Ohio State. So it wasn't like he's not Luke going to to Wisconsin from UC. He's coming from Ohio State where it's like, I hope he does good. And I'm like, I hope Satterfield does good. But, dude, I'm like, and I'm one that, like, you have to leave give guys three years. I, I, 100%. 100%. So, I mean, I'll, it's not looking good. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it to you that way. They are signing some guys. They got to get a quarterback. That's the big, biggest thing is they have to have a quarterback because uh, they just didn't have one this year. But we'll see. I, I'm going to give them another two years. Now, that's where I'm at with, with Wes Miller. And I, and what's scaring me with, with him is – I don't know. They they don't they, – Elliot, they don't show up for big games. And I love Wes Miller. I love what he's doing. I love th- that he has embraced the UC history. He brings back – you know the guy, the the, the older Bearcat to put it behind the the, the the bench and everything. I love all that stuff. I like his energy. I love his recruits. For some reason, his teams are not ready for big games. And and, and ho- I'm hoping to be wrong, but this Big Twelve is scaring me because, dude, we talked about this before the show started. We were shooting the ball lights out, going to cross town shootout. We can't hit the broad side of a barn. It, lo- it looks like a McCurdy coach team and Xavier is always just throwing the ball at half court. And it's going in. 
it, it drives me insane. I know I just rambled on there, but I'll let you guys speak on that. Well, no, and you're right. I And again, Wes Miller, here's the thing. North Carolina wanted Wes Miller. Yeah. North Carolina wants him, and I still think they do want him. Mm-hmm. The issue with Wes now is if he continues this trend, nobody is going to want him. It's no, it's no, it's no, you know, mystery that you see's kind of a stepping stone program, right? That's in football and in basketball. You you saw it with Mick Cronin. You're seeing it with uh, you're seeing it with Luke Fickle. Everywhere you go, it's you know you don't think of UC with, a little less than, than football. We've had, we've a little seen, less, but it's still it's here, we're not a blue blood. I think no. UC you see basketball is a top twenty five program of all Absolutely. time. Absolutely. But it's not a blue blood and people will always want those higher up, especially Wes, uh, Wes Miller, who played for North Carolina, who yeah. who loved Roy Williams. Roy Williams loved him mm-hmm. and all that connection. Saying all that right now, you're looking at a UC team who is lost. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame Wes Miller for the first two years. I want to make something very yeah. clear. John Brannon poured gasoline over this friend over this program. And lit, lit a match, set it on fire. It's set it on like, fire. It's like when, when, when Nancy Zucker did the same thing when when Hugs out and McCartan had trapped right. for three years. That's so. right. And it's it's it, it was a it was disheveled. The program was dismantled, tore apart. Uh, we had a NBA player in Tari Eason who transferred halfway through a season because John Brandon didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> and I and West Miller had to take over all of that and, and try to find wins. Right now, though. This is the first real year with Wes's guys in here, right? And it's it's UC kind of gave them they UC makes this schedule and it's a cakewalk non-conference schedule. I mean, you take a look at yeah, these opponents. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. They did that because they probably knew what they were getting into when you get into the Big 12, which is the best basketball conference in the country by far. And 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 right now what you're seeing I think is a team that was accustomed to playing these terrible teams and now they somewhat lost a little bit of their rhythm when they got rudely awakened up by Xavier in the, at the Cintas Center. And then you saw, I was at, God, I was at that U.S. Bank game against Dayton when the well, fans. Yeah, the, the Dayton Invitational where it was a freaking yeah. Dayton home game, basically. It was 95% believe, Dayton fans. I could not believe the, the Bearcat fans did not show up. I, I mean, I, I I wanted to go, but Elliot and I worked that Saturday. So I had been up since one fifty five a.m. and went to the Bengals game. I was I went home and took a nap to make sure I could wake up and watch the game. <laughs> I, there's no way in hell I could have made it to the game, but I was shocked that there wasn't more, at least half and half, you know, yeah. or Bearcats Flyers. Uh, and that says a lot. And I, and I got people who yelled at me uh, this past uh, summer when I was saying, hey, guys, you know, the Reds are in a playoff race. Maybe we should have more than 6,000 people there on the last 14 games of the season, right? Maybe. And then I got, well, the gas is expensive. I got all these excuses. So I back off that now. Everybody do what you want with your money. But I'm saying when UC is playing in Cincinnati and we have 75% Dayton fans there, that's a problem. That's a problem. And, And I'm not saying, I'm not telling you how to spend your money, but if you're a fan of UC and you're like, well, why are there so many Dayton fans there? And you're sitting at home. I don't know what to tell you because this is, it was just brutal. But anyway, I was there, um, and it was a massacre. It was a slaughter from the get-go. They look lost. They, they. I, I don't think there's an identity with this team. I don't know who the leader is. Uh, Wes Miller needs to bring it together because I'm, unfortunately, Wes Miller is this year and next year away. Next year is the last year. Yeah, I'm if, with you. Yeah. If we don't, if we can't pull something together here, this is over. Yeah, and the thing, I'm like, what, what, the player that surprised me is Skillings. Like, what happened to him? He I don't looked know. like the leader, the, the 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 go-to guy, all the way up to to the Xavier game, and he's been non-existent. I mean, hell, he couldn't even hold onto the ball the other night. I mean, none of the Bearcats can hold onto the ball, but Skillings, I think, turned it over three times. We had 18 total turnovers. These turnovers are these turnovers are killing me. They they're so sloppy with the basketball. They're not great on defense. 
and, and I know they were missing a couple guys, but it's Merrimack. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Mer. I, I can't, I can't help you out. It's Merrimack. Yeah. So at, at this point in the season, Dan Skillings, I agreed with you. I, I before the season, I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought he was going to be the guy that you look back at the season, you say this was our leader. This was the guy who stepped up. He's not been that guy yet. He had a couple great games early on, but again, you're playing very bad competition. You're playing teams in Ken Palm. I don't know if you, you look at Ken Palm, but they're playing teams in Ken Palm that are ranked 200, 300. It's just like 170. It's just like, I, but then there's sparks where it's like you beat Georgia Tech by 30. Mm-hmm. And this is a Georgia Tech team who's beaten Duke, Mississippi State. Well, that's I think we're that, hitting the outside shots. That's been, mm-hmm. I think, the big our biggest problem. We we're hitting the outside shots. And we're not, and, and I don't get how that happened, how you can go from being an over 50%, you know, outside shooting team and, and making it to, to like about 30%, you know, within a span of what, two weeks? Yeah. With that, that to me, that's the biggest thing is they were relying on that and those shots are not going in. That's messing them up. They're not, they're because they're trying to do a lot of high low. Vic is driving me nuts. He, he is such, and he, he's such a talented player, but he's such a soft pass first guy. There's so many times where I'm like, because uh, uh, Terry Nelson's been on the show a couple times. Yeah. He's so close. Like, grab the ball and freaking dunk it. Jam it down their throat. And Vic just went to these little floaters. And he can make them. But it's like, go, you're seven feet tall, dude. Act like it. Dunk the ball. Make, make Break your freaking arm on the on the rim. Make them not want to get you know go up to try to block it. And we don't have – Fredericks is the only guy I've seen that we have that from. Everybody else is kind of too soft as far as, far as our big man goes. Because, dude, my error is – is Eric Martin, Terry Nelson, Corey Blunt, uh, Danny Fortson, Kenny Martin, where you don't go in the middle. We're, we're knocking your, your ass on the ground or we're blocking your shot. We don't have – I haven't seen that at all from these guys. Victor Locken, and again, I think he's very good at basketball. Very, very good. But he's not a true center. I think he's like a power forward hybrid, uh, somewhat like a Kristaps Porzingis, if you will. I, I, you know, he's especially this year more than ever. He's popping threes for some reason. He's making a decent amount of them, but yeah. uh, he's 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 not doing what you're saying he should do. And I agree with you. It's you have to be strong with the ball. Go up with the ball, big fella. Put it in the hoop. I mean, I don't know what. And again, against Merrimack, I don't know what his deal was. But he always was looking to pass. Right, that's not he your job, man. It, like he'd be, he'd be like a foot from the rim. And he's passing, like shoot it. In <laughs> Aziz, like in Aziz, uh, my guy Aziz, he's not a great. He's a phenomenal defender. He's amazing beneath the rim, amazing. But on offense, he's not great. But the one thing Aziz does is he always goes up with the ball. He's going to go up with the ball. He's not doing hook shots. He's not doing floaters. He's going up with the basketball, and that's what Victor Lockin should be doing. And again, Victor Lockin right now has been our best player by far. I think it should be Jizzle James. Jizzle James should get more minutes. I think he should be – and, again, he only had four points against Merrimack, so maybe what do I know? On, what's your thoughts on Day-Day and James playing at the same time? I, I like it. I love it, but they both got to step up a little bit. And I guess uh, when, you're, when you're both kind of point guards and you're both trying to figure out that situation, none of them are great outside shooters, Jizzle or Day-Day. They're not great outside shooters. Right. But you have to have some cohesion. I think I like that pairing, though, going forward. I, I think like that, because I think that'll help the team. Well, I'll put this, if it works, I yeah. like it for for the, the NCAA tournament. You need guards and you need big guys. You need you. This team needs somebody who can make a shot when they need it. And this is what drives me nuts yep. with the big guys. I'm like there are so many times, especially against Merrimack, I like put your big ass on the block, throw <laughs> the ball down low, and dunk on them. You're bigger than them. Do that. I'm like, I, then I, we. I don't understand, and that's that's part of basketball. I think that's going away that I miss. 
You know, that, that yeah. even NBA is a lot outside shooting three, three points stuff, but you got your, your seven feet tall act like it. And that's what, that's what I think this team needs. We don't have that guy that we, we need a shot. We need, they need to stop a run, give it to him. Well, I thought it was going to be skillings, but it hasn't been. Jizzle's tried to do it. He hasn't been consistent at it. That, that's what this team is missing. I think big time is that one yeah. player to go. All right. I'll make give me the ball, get out the way. I'll make the shot, or I'll make the play to to give you a shot to make it. One of the two. One of the best guys on the team this year, in my opinion, has been John Newman. I think Newman's been. Yes. I think Newman's been the leader of this team. If if you had to if you had to give me a player to pick from, I think he's the guy. I think he's great. I don't know why John Newman just doesn't drive to the hoop every time. That guy is strong. He is confident. He's ready to score. That's a guy I want to step up more. That's a guy offensively, at least. I want him to be a part of the offense more. He's not a great shooter, but he'll drive to the hoop. He'll get he'll get a couple free throws up there. That's what I want. I this three point shooting stuff. I know that's the way basketball is now. I shout out Steph Curry. He changed the game of basketball. Yeah. Every team. I wish you wouldn't have. <laughs> well, I, I'm old, man. I'm 48. I, I'm, I'm 80s, <laughs> 90s basketball, dude. I agree with you. I think that's that's a style of basketball that's at least more fun to watch. Just big guys going up down low. But right now, it's it's not the way the game's played. You put up 25 three-pointers a game, and, and God willing, you make at least 33% of them. And that's just not been the case for UC lately. C.J. Frederick's a guy that needs to step up. I, he plays 20 minutes. He shoots threes. If he misses those threes, he really doesn't contribute to this team whatsoever. He's not a great defender. Uh, he does. He's not great at driving. Right, I think he's a he's a decent mid range. He's a very good shooter. He's a very good shooter all around. Uh, but if we're gonna if we're gonna chuck up threes, we got to make thirty three percent at least. Exactly, exactly. All right, I got a couple of comments here in the uh, chat. I want to get to here. Uh-oh. We'll move move on to the Bengals here. Uh, Paul says, "Ask Elliot about the Madden showdown." I don't know if you saw this. Did you see this? I, I no, I don't. I don't, I have not. So we played a Madden tournament in the office. It was me, uh, Reed, Reed Mouse. He works for Chatterbox. Parker Blake, I'm sure you know. He's yeah, a Bengals guy. He's an offensive really lineman. Good. He's an offensive line coach. And we have Drew Garrison. Uh, he's his, a big, his Pancake, by the way. You got to call him Pancake Parker. I, I'm going to call him Pancake. I'm going to pancake his ass. Yeah, he'll know uh, where, I, where I came from. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> and then we had Drew Garrison, uh, which, as all Bengals fans know, he's on Bengals Twitter. Uh, and we were playing a Madden tournament. We were just playing 1v1. Uh, see what was going to happen. I was playing against Drew, and what happened was, I'm number one. I I'm not good at the new Madden games. Ever since like Madden 25, uh, back in uh, Madden 25, not the year. It was just like I think it was uh, the the anniversary of Madden mm-hmm. back in like 2013, maybe that was 14. Anyway, that that that's the that's prime Madden. They made Madden and all these video games too realistic, where it's like, I, listen, I all these gamers out there. I'm not like, I just want to throw the ball and have my guy catch it. If it's like for a Hail Mary. I don't want to like an old guy like me, Elliot. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to be realistic. I just wanted to, I just want my guy. I want to throw and catch and have some fun. That's not what the game is now. That's right. not what it is. So right now I, I was, I was struggling throughout the game, but it got to a point where I could have taken the lead on Garrison and my guy snapped it. I was, I was playing with the uh, dolphins and my guy, Tyree kill threw or not Tyree kill my guy uh, to a tongue of Iloa threw it up to Tyree kill. And, I, and he was running down. I had a wide open touchdown. This was to win the game. This right. was to win the game, Jeff. And, it, and at the end of the, at the end of the run, I accidentally hit a button, and, the, and it flipped the ball backwards, and I lost the game. Oh. And, I, and I didn't know. I didn't know how. To, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't know what I hit. And I found out you hit the little trigger thing, and then it, it flipped it back, and I lost. It was a disaster. It was a it was a catastrophe. That would that would be something I would definitely do. I, I would, <laughs> I've never I've never been a good. I, 
like, dude, I, I'm Atari. I, I was good at Pac-Man with it. They got rid oh, of my the, God. The joystick? Yeah, I, I kind of stopped playing video games then. <laughs> <laughs> what about, did, you have a, did you have a, uh, what was the phone? Um, what was the, the Blackberry? Did you ever have a Blackberry? A Crackberry? Yeah, I had a Crackberry. The, the, I, my dad had one, and w- there was a game. It was a brick something. It was uh, Brick Breaker. Oh. You ever play Brick Breaker on the Blackberry? That was my game. Oh, yeah. Now, I, that's a game we can do. We, I played uh, Tetris. Or no. No, it was, oh, it was uh, Pong. Pong, or, yeah. Back in the day, where you, you, it was a, a, a dial. You swung it back and forth, and you had to keep the ball bounce up, and you'd break, try to break through the wall there. <laughs> okay, so that, yes. Like I said, I'm, I'm dating myself here. I'm old. All right, let's get to Tebow's comment here or question here. Elliot, do you have any hope or hopeful advice for my Ohio State basketball team? My ride or die, but we can never get over the hump. Listen, I I I stopped watching them when Jared Selinger eliminated us from the Sweet 16. That was about that was about the last time I uh, cared about Ohio State basketball. I wish you well on your quest, um, but unfortunately, n- not only do I not know the team, I don't care about the players or the team. So it's like Ohio State, they're dead to me. They're just dead to me. I, I get tired. I hear Ohio State fans all day long, and it's just like, oh my god, I wish I could have half the success that Ohio State has. Half. Yeah, exactly. Now, but I'll never have it. I'll never have it. The funny thing is, is, I, is we're talking about Blue Bloods, and ESPN was doing a uh, ad for Ohio State versus Kentucky or somebody. I can't remember who they're playing, but like, oh, it's a battle of the Blue Bloods. I'm like, never consider Ohio State Blue Blood as far as basketball goes. Football, yes. Basketball, no. I thought that was that was interesting. There, I'm like, that, I don't think cool. they're even close. Aaron Craft, that the Aaron Craft teams were good, and it's they, they've had, they've had a couple damn good yeah. seasons. I mean, there, there was a team back in the day, in the day in '62, '63. I think beat them twice in the yeah. in the national basketball. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I think they might have been going by the Bearcats. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to what I tell the show is uh, Bengals. Is this a must win? It's a, to me, Elliot, I'm going to answer. It's a must win. It, it comes down to us or the Steelers. Excuse me. I custom my own show. Us or the Squealers <laughs> uh, making the playoffs. Uh, if we don't win this game, it's going to be damn hard for, for the Bengals to make the playoffs. If you don't win this game, I will I will call the season. Not because of uh, mathematical reasons, because if you if you go by the math, obviously we'd still be in contention. This is a bad Steelers team. I, I don't care what you say. I don't care how you look at it. This is a Steelers team that if they go up against 90% of this league, they are underdogs, and they wow. should be. They should be. You're, you have Mason Rudolph as a quarterback. Rudolph the red-nosed quarterback. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> Uh, I mean, Mason Rudolph's best known for Amir Garrett taking a helmet to his head. That's that's what <laughs> that's he's why most known that's why for. His nose is red. That's that's exactly why his nose <laughs> nose is red. Uh, but this is a team that you have to beat. And, and again, the only way, the only way they beat us is if Jalen Warren and Najee Harris somehow combine for 150 yards, like Devin Singletary did against us, and like half the running backs we play against just torch this defense. Just torture. That's the only way I see them having a chance. That's the scary part, Elliot. That's the scary part with DJ Reader being out. That's the part that scares me. Yep, and and that could happen. But again, you look at Najee Harris. Najee Harris is not that good. I mean, he's just not that good. Jalen Warren's good, so we'll see. I think Jalen Warren had an early fumble against us last time, which kind of shifted things to Najee Harris, and he pretty much controlled the that the entire game but we should have won that game we're one jake browning interception away in the red zone from winning that game so i i can see i can see it i can see it either way oh i see my boy everett's in this chat <laughs> uh yeah everett that is the o- everett that that's the only way everett 
what is it? Did Paul saying y'all need to catch the show? Re- Reacher? It's know. a uh, it's a show on Amazon Prime, I think. I think that's where they're. It's the uh, Jack Reacher. Oh, it's oh the yeah, Jack yeah, Reacher. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I know what yeah, yeah. I, I love I love the movie. I have not watched the show yet. I have I have to I have to check it out. Thanks, Paul. I have to check it out. But yeah, that, that's go, go back to to your point there. The running that's the part that scares me. Now, one thing I said uh, on the show, I said this yesterday with uh, Trags, like with Tragley, is with Zach uh, Carter making the the stop, the fourth down stop, the third down stop in overtime. I'm hoping that gives him the confidence going, okay, I can do this, you know, because yeah. let's be honest, he's got shoved around a lot. He has not been the three tech that the Bengals had drafted him to be. Um, this is his time to put up or shove. He can get himself a potential longer NFL career, or we're going, holy crap, we got to hurry up, you know, resign DJ and hopefully he comes back next year and we're drafting somebody. Uh, this is a big test for for Carter, Jeff Tufele, uh, uh Josh Tupo. All those three guys, to me, are the keys to this game. They gotta they gotta step up and stop that run because Steelers aren't throwing the ball. We know they're gonna run the ball. Yeah. And if and the other thing is my my biggest thing. Those guys are important, obviously, but Hendricks Hendrickson Hubbard get to the quarterback. Just get to Mason Rudolph. Put a little bit of pressure on this guy. He's going to make a mistake. He is going to. They can't run the entire game. They're going to have to throw the ball eventually. And once they do, capitalize on it. You saw it with Nick Mullins. And you might look at that game and you say Nick Mullins. He kind of torched the Bengals defense, and he did. The Bengals defense hasn't been great. The secondary certainly hasn't been good. But when Nick Mullins had to make a big throw, he had interceptions, and that's mm-hmm. and that's what that's what we have to do. You force turnovers. You make that guy throw the football. You're going to win this game. T.J. Watt is fine. Right, I, I, he's a, an elite defender, one of the very best there is in the NFL, maybe the best. But at the end of the day, oh, that's that had one, to hurt to say. That had to hurt to say. It, it did hurt to say. It, it always <laughs> hurts to say to compliment those bums. But yeah, that you have to give him props where props is due, yeah. and, and he is the lifeblood of that team. You could argue he's the best offensive player too, because I think he has a touchdown on the year. <laughs> I, I think I, I think right now, if you're the Bengals, you take it down by down, series by series, and then you go away with the win. This, this is not a game you should be sweating. Don't take it lightly, because I think we look at back at that Texans game, and that was a trap game. I called it. Shout out to me. I called that was that would be that would be a trap game, and it was. This kind of seems like that, but the difference now is the Bengals are literally on. Not, I'm not gonna say life support, but they have to win the game. Your back's up against they the wall. To. Still, you got you got to win the game. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah, uh, uh, your boy here wants to know is TJ a Chad. Yeah, he's a Chad. Yeah, he's a Chad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a Chad. People, people start starting to find you here. Naughty two slurps. What are we doing? I mean, what the hell are we doing? Naughty two slurps with that. That's that's elite right there. I like that. I I think he's been on off the bench a couple times. This naughty two slurps. Shout out (laughs) him. Oh, I I I love what you guys doing off the bench. I said I wish I could could. uh, I like to after the first year, I'll be able to start get back on there and making some comments because I don't know if you know this, but Tom was actually on my show. A year ago, that's that's right. I did hear about that. I don't know. I was was Tom good? Was I? He's listen. Tom, he's always Tom was amazing. Yeah. He was he was he's professional as always. He was. It was interesting that he was standing in his kitchen. I think doing because that's where he gets his, <laughs> his best internet from. So I'm, I'm hoping to get him back on again sometime. And, and some some other guys are from Chatterbox. Speaking speaking of internet, man, I'll tell you what. I we go into the office now, and, and I I don't know what Spectrum, what kind of business they're running up there. And I don't know if you know anybody who works for Spectrum. If you do, I'm very sorry for what I'm about to say. But listen, this is a bum ass internet service, and, and whatever they do, whatever their little cute little news station they run on Spectrum News, I don't want to know any of it. I don't want to see any of it. I don't care about any of it. Get rid of it and fix my internet. 
I go into the show now every morning, every single morning we got internet problems every single morning. So I'm not going to fault anybody for going around their house to try to find a good internet spot because we've got spectrum and they got 95% of your house that you can't use internet for. It's is, just, is it, it gets me, thing? it gets me fired up. It gets me fired up. Is it a spectrum thing or is it a Hamiltucky thing? No, it's a spectrum thing. Cause I have spectrum. <laughs> I, I no. here's the spectrum. I think they're running. I, I don't, I'm not going to say, uh, some uh, this isn't a conspiracy or anything, but I think they're running some sort of illegal operation in my neighborhood because every night at 2.30 a.m., I'm not kidding you, Jeff, every single night at 2.30 a.m., all of our Wi-Fi goes down and it goes down for about 25 minutes. And it's just a mystery. Maybe Nobody knows what's happening. Maybe, what? maybe, maybe it's the only chatterbox. Maybe, 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 but it's just like I, I, I get sick of it. But back to the Bengals. Sorry, I, I went off on a tangent again. You're good, man. You're good. I, I was waiting for this. I, I wanted the, the, the spectrum. I wanted you to go off on, on the spectrum because <laughs> you, you literally had shows where it's kind of just gone. The show's just gone for a little. The whole while. last week, the whole last week and a week and a half, the show just disappears for for two minutes, and it's like, guys, we're trying to run a show here. We're not Spectrum News. We're not the big leagues like you, but please let us have our show. He has somebody on there. Anyway, get back, get back to the Bengals. What, what, what are we going to say about them? Well, I think we got a, a Steeler hate, uh, fan in here. He says Steelers are, will kick the uh, Bengals' ass. All right, Chris, we'll find out. We'll see. We'll I, out. I don't think we will find out. I don't think that'll happen. I Listen, it's no shock, and, I, and Tom pointed this out on the show this week. Steelers have a commanding lead over the Bengals all time. I wish I didn't know it was that bad. It's 16, 69 to 39 all time. They also have a commanding lead on, on cheap shots and, and hurting our players too. So I mean they do. They do. Vontez tried his best. Vontez tried trying. his damnedest to, to get yep. back, but it's still he still came up short. I think they've got a massive culture problem there. Whatever's going on in Pittsburgh right now, too, with this picking situation. Uh Deontay Johnson, I think, was crying the whole season, not trying on plays, not diving on footballs. So we'll see. We'll see. I just think the Steelers right now, they're a banged up, beat up team. We're missing a couple key guys from the defense. Obviously, that guy who head dived, head speared, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. But I listen, I right now, if you're the Bengals, you take this game one snap at a time and you beat a team that you should beat. If we score 17 points, we're winning this game. If we score 17, we're winning the game. I mean, to be honest, I mean, we, we should. I mean, if you have the better quarterback, which we do. Downtown Jake Brown, Jackpot Jakey, Shaking Jake, Jake Shiesty, Jakey Frost, whatever you want to call him. Jake the Snake. He, Jake yes. the Snake. Sorry, I missed that one. He, yes. I, I take him over. Sorry, Kenny Pick Six. I take him over him. So, I mean, we either whichever quarterback you throw out there, we got the better quarterback. And most of the time you have that, you win. I think the Bengals, I'm hoping the Bengals take the, 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 the coin flip. They win the coin flip, take the ball, go shove it down their throat, get the lead, and make them chase us because. Pittsburgh ain't got an offense to to, to come back. They Zero don't. offense, and that's and that's the part where I'm a little bit scared, and that's why that run game of theirs is so important. If if they are able to control the rock and they're just able to score that first point, even if it's a field goal, field goal touchdown doesn't matter. If they're able to play with a lead and they can just run and run and run and run, then we're in trouble because that team cannot play from behind at all. Can't do it. Exactly. I He's dare saying. Mason. I dare Mason Rudolph to throw for more than 250 yards. I dare him. Can't if happen. He, if he does, his his nose will, will get even redder than it already is. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into um, some Reds conversation here, and we got oh, some boy. new rest of uh, Paul here. He brought he brought it up here. Let me get that comment up here. Uh, is Will Benson every day? What's your thoughts on, on Will Benson? We'll go with that. Start off there. N- no, uh, no, he's not. If you if you look at Jake Fraley, Jake Fraley up until the last month of the season when he was playing on a broken foot 
up until that point, Jake Fraley was the better outfielder. Uh, Jake Fraley, especially in the clutch, I think he was the most clutch player by far last season. Anytime you needed a big hit, extra innings, bottom of the eighth, bottom of the ninth, didn't matter. I wanted Jake Fraley up against the right-handed pitcher. Will Benson was very, very good. I think Will Benson could be an everyday player in the future, but not next year, at least not to start. I don't think that they'll do it to start. So question, with the excess of infielders, and this is the first thing that I thought of, and I've kind of said this from the get-go, um, and this, so this is with the way the team is right now. And yeah. there's talk about moving Jonathan Indy to the outfield. There's talk about moving CES to the outfield. My thought process is move Ellie to center field. To me, he's the most athletic. I mean, if you ever watch him track a ball over his shoulder and do a basket, yep. he can play the outfield. Now I know that would hurt our, our infield defense. I mean, Matty Batts, you move him to shortstop, that's fine. India, he is what he is at second base. I mean, he, he gets the balls he gets to, he makes some plays on to plays on them. To me, if you have Ellie in the outfield, I would feel better with Ellie in the outfield instead of having TJ. I love TJ Friedel, but having TJ in center and having Steer and India on in left and right field on because I don't think you know if you got Ellie out there and you got Steer and TJ Friedel or or, 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 or TJ Friedel and and Steer, that outfield defense I think is better. That to me that makes the overall defense better and is able to get everybody at bats. What's your thought? I don't want to do it yet. I don't want to move him yet because he's a terrific infielder to have because of that arm strength. And that goes, it goes both ways, right? You put him in center field, he can gun down guys tagging up at third, tagging up at second. But the thing with Ellie is I do think he's a very terrific defenseman. I, he didn't show it last year. There were sparks of it. There were blurs of it, but he made a ton of mistakes, Yeah, just a ton of mistakes. And that's a position obviously, w- which ensues where a lot of mistakes are, you know, are, are forced upon him just because of how hard it is. Uh, it's it's a heavy demand position. Saying that, I don't want to move him to the outfield yet. I think I want to see more of him at shortstop. And if it's proven, you know, Fernando Tatis, he was a terrible defender. They moved him to the outfield. Now he's serviceable. I think they're going to try to keep him there. I bet during spring training, though, you're going to see him play outfield. You're going to you're going to see Ellie take some reps in the outfield, and we'll go from there. But if it were up to me, I keep him in the infield. I let TJ play center. I put Bailey and uh, or Fraley and Benson and right steer and left. And I think if you do that, so it still works out because you can have a, a, a rotation or however you want to put with the infielders where everybody has a, a day off, which yep. you know, somebody, somebody said on the show this week, it's more of like load management like the NBA does, which is not a bad thing because I remember back in the day when Lou Pinello was the Reds manager, he yep. gave guys days off a lot. I remember going to a game one time and none of the infield, none of the infield starters are in there. I was kind of disappointed. We end up winning the game anyway, but that's kind of what I think uh, is. I don't even say it's a new thing in baseball because I, I think they've done that in the past. But with the what the Reds have, they can. It, it's not a you're not replacing a starter with a bench guy. You're replacing a starter with a starter, so you're not going to lose anything. Plus, we have the DH now, so there's an, even if you keep everybody in the in, in the infield, there's enough at bats through positional rotation and the DH to get everybody enough at bats. I think. The best teams in baseball have depth. That's the most important thing, and that's why it, it just infuriates me when I hear people just keep scr- screaming from the rooftops, trade Jonathan India, trade Jonathan India. You might not like what he does defensively at second base. I get it. I understand it. Paul, clearly. Uh, Indy will not start at second base in 2024. I get it. He's a very bad defender. Very bad. You could argue he's the worst defender in baseball. Saying that, offensively, he does more than enough to contribute for this team, for this ball club, 
at that point, I want him on the bench. I'd love to have Jonathan India as my off day replacement, like you just said. That Listen, teams throughout the year, and you saw it last year with the Reds, they go through so many injuries. It's 162 games. Right. Somebody's going to go down. Somebody's always going to go down. And if my options are Kevin Newman and Jonathan oh India, I'm going to take Jonathan India every single time, and I'm going to be happy about it. David that's Bell why, didn't. He get play Kevin Newman. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can, listen, I Ugh. is this was that now? I, I, I don't know for sure, uh, Mr. Strawberry Ice, but was that David Bell slander under your breath there? Yes, yes, yes. That's, yes that sounded yeah, he drives, like slander. He drives me absolutely nuts. That sounded like the slander of a, a of a manager because David Bell, God love him, has done nothing but try his damnedest. And you might say, well, in 2020 and during a COVID season, they should have won it all, whatever. If you want to say in 2021 when the team didn't have a bullpen and the in the front office made no moves whatsoever to health, Heath Hembry, big league Heath Hembry was coming in, in the ninth inning. If you want to go, if you want to look back at last year and you say, well, they were projected 60 wins and they won 82, 83. You're looking at David Bell and you're saying this guy has been given nothing. You know how many players played for them last year in a game, Jeff? Do you know how many, do you know how many players? A lot. 73. 73 different Reds put on a uniform last season. Do you know how hard it is to win a game when you don't know who the hell's playing on your team? That's a pretty difficult thing to do. And this is where the David Bell haters, they're like, oh, well, he didn't put in uh he didn't put in Reavers San Martin when he should have put in uh I'm trying to find someone was one of the other bums we threw out there, Jake Wong. And it's just like you don't know who's who. I our best reliever last year was acquired from the athletics in a trade. Midway through the season, that was our best reliever. Alexis Diaz, you can say, sure, he was a great closer, but towards the end, the wheels sort of fall off. We had Ian Jabot, and I'm not going to go on an Ian Jabot rant for you here. Your side's never Jabot, the good side, the bad side. Ian Jabot, God love him, God bless his soul. He pitched 2,000 innings last year, 2,000. This guy's not a good pitcher. He's not, and I say that with love. I say that with a lot of respect, but he's not a very good pitcher, and David Bell was forced to play him in almost every game. Every other game, Ian Jabot was 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 pitching and that's yeah. an issue so david bell i'm not gonna fault him i get i get everybody's frustration when you don't see wins but this is a front office who has failed now for the better part of 20 years 25 years now, I, I, don't david bell. I, I, I don't i don't my david bell slander is i get irritated with his moves that i don't think he has to make i agree with everything you said he hasn't been given anything i also Agree with this. I, I, I had Graham Ashcraft on here this week, Red Story Pitcher, or last week, and he loves David Bell. The players love David Bell. And to me, Elliot, that's more important than being a you know X and O guy. So you're you the culture get, guy. You're a fan of Zach Taylor then. Oh, huge fan of Zach Taylor. Yes, exactly. So, because, so, so, so this is where I disagree. So now this is where it gets crazy here because on third and one, Zach Taylor's focused about his Christmas parties and his culture rather than just running up the middle for, for a yard and a half. Yeah, I can't, I can't always defend everything he does, but I do, I do like <laughs> it. I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, when you have – that's the thing. When you galvanize a group of men and they are all going in the same direction, whether they agree with what your decision is or not, they – are all, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to do it to our best of our ability. That is the part where I'm saying that's the more important part. You yeah. might not agree with all the moves he makes, you know, but you know, they all back him up and they're all like, all right, we're going to do what he says. Same thing with the Bengals and Zach Taylor. So that's where I say that part, not the Christmas party, but, but the, the culture in the locker room and the belief in what they're doing. If you believe in what you're doing, you believe in your team, you believe in your manager, you believe in your head coach, that is Huge, and that's how 
teams overachieve. That's how David Bell has overachieved on his teams. Like 2021, I, I got pissed off because David Bell is fighting his ass off. This is fighting their ass off trying to get in the playoffs, and the, the ownership would not do anything. Didn't help, help him at all. Them. Didn't yeah. help him at all. Right, they, but they got they got a couple guys at the end. It was over by then. It was too late. You know that I got so mad at that. So yeah. So my David Bell slander has has softened a little bit. He still drives me nuts with some of the stuff he does and some of the guys he falls in love with. It, it just I, I don't I don't get it. But like I said, I am more if the players bought in, that's more important, and they will go through a wall for you. And that's that's where I'm at. I, and I think that's fair. I, and you look at both coaches, and I'm hard on Zach Taylor. I'm probably too hard on him. I I, stand, I stick up for David Bell because I think it's two drastically different things. I think football is more like uh, chess, right? There's intense strategy. You can have an elite football team, but they have to have a scheme. They have to have a game plan that fits each week, week in, week out. Baseball is a little bit different. Baseball is individual, right? So it's not, there's no game plan to you. Just each person's got to play good. If each player gets two hits, if each pitcher strikes out everybody they get, everybody wins, everybody goes home happy. With football, there's a game plan. There's, there are plays. There are, there are all these different things that come into factor. But there's also a thing with, with it, he wears a damn bullpen out. That's the part. To, to, like, he wears the I'll, bullpen. I'll put, put it this way. He'll, well, the bases will be empty. Well, the, the guy will come in, mow the first two guys down. No problem. And then he goes to the bullpen. It's like, why? Well, <laughs> like, well, I'll tell you why. And I'll I'll tell you why right now. You ever see the movie Moneyball? Yes. It's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite movies, Jeff. But I'll tell you what, it ruined baseball because baseball is solely analytics now. That's right. oh, David Bell, David it. Bell doesn't make all these decisions. The analytics do. Just like when Brandon Staley, respectfully, and I say this with love and respect because that guy was a clown. Every single fourth down, no matter where he was on the field, he was going for it because that's what the analytics told him to do. Now, you saw what happened to Brandon Staley, unfortunately. Yeah. He lost by 3,000 to the Raiders. But uh, that's how most managers are in baseball. They're using analytics. They're using numbers. If it's a righty on lefty, if it's a righty on lefty, no, no manager wants to see it because the analytics say it's bad. Lefty on lefty is the play. I mean, I understand. I, and I, th I think there are. You you do need to use analytics. I don't want to base everything on it because every situation is different. So just because the numbers say it doesn't mean that's what has to happen. That's where I wish they would back off a little bit on it. But that's where one thing I will say that I'm I'm very happy with that what baseball has changed and they changed yeah. it again this year is the I wasn't sure about the pitch clock. I had no idea why bigger bases would make people steal more. But damn it, Elliot, it all worked. I mean, it, it got back to. I, I was getting for baseball is boring. The three outcomes, the analytics, your swing or miss, you hit a home run or your walk. I'm like, dude, I, I, that would drive me nuts. It made baseball boring, and I love baseball. The way they played this year is what made me love baseball. The 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 hitting running, the hit, the hitting line drive, not trying to hit you know the ball out of the park all the time. Yeah, you're stealing. I love base stealing, all this stuff. And now they they've even shortened the 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 pitch clock now from when the. Uh, uh, base runners are on from 20 seconds to 18 seconds, so it's going to go even faster. So I'm all for that of of what they did as far as changing those rules. 
what's crazy is I was against it because I think it's just silly. People get on baseball because of what you just said. It's boring and, and you don't get it. At some point, a sport is what it is, right? You either love it or you don't like it. I don't like hockey. It's just something I don't understand. I don't get the rules, but I'm not going to make the NHL change all the rules to be more like, I don't know, uh, soccer, football, whatever you want to say, because you don't like the way it's being played. That's the sport. At some point, you can't change the 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 who what the the i'm trying to the, the core of the sport what the sport is you well, can't really they, change they it were, they, they were it, changing it though and, and that was the thing though and here's okay. the crazy part i was proven wrong because you're absolutely right it made the game significantly better nobody yeah. wants to be out there watching baseball for four and a half hours games were averaging what i think it was like two and a half last year um and and, and it makes it more fun it's by the way and it, and it makes it makes pitching pitching uh, uh incredibly more Difficult. I, yes. You saw with Alec Manoa of the Blue Jays. I don't know if you know Alec Manoa. He was a very good pitcher. He was, he was, he was in the, he was in the running for Cy Young uh, two years ago. And this year, I, he came in out of shape, and it didn't work. I don't think he was, he was ready to pitch. You know, every thirty seconds like that. Right. Before, before it's, um, you know, you take your time, take three minutes before the next pitch. Mm -hmm. But now, when you have, to, when you introduce that, it, it's, it's a whole new ball game in terms of strategy because your guys got to have stamina. But and that's that goes to the batter too. They got to be ready to play. Yeah, yeah. Sean Casey would, would never make it in in this. Uh, Maybe not. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he would be the human uh, brain delay. All right, let's. Uh, we've been on for fifty three minutes here. Let's wrap this thing up here. Let's go back to the Bengals here. here we give go. me, give me. Uh, your prediction, if you got a score prediction, outcome, uh, keys to the game uh, for the Bengals to, to go on to victory here. Despite what that clown Chris Zito is saying in your chat, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the Bengals are going to win this football game. I think it should be a blowout. Do I think realistically it will be a blowout? No. I think the Bengals win this game 24 to 10. 24. I think it's a commanding victory. I think it's a two-touchdown victory. How are they going to score? What's their game plan? If you if the Bengals can somehow shut down this pathetic offense, pathetic quarterback, they they're, they're going to have to they're they're, they're going to win the game by a million. There's just no chance. They're running the running backs are the only hope they have and I think you can shut down Najee Harris. That's the key to the game. 24-10 Bengals win. There you go. All right, Elliot, I appreciate you, man. Tell everybody where they can follow you at. What what do so you, are you on box lunch as well? Cuz I never get to watch that one. Is that actually on so box lunch is a, is a paid membership thing. So if you pay, if you support the chatterbox, um, if you, if you pay for the, the, the membership there, you get That's access. Why to it. All right. It's an extra show. Uh, it's an extra show you have to pay for, but it's a fun time. We do a lot of fun things on it. So shout out my guy, Casey and Reed, but yeah, it's great. You can follow me, uh, at E train five, one, three at E T R a I N at E train five, one, three, uh, on all social media, but thank you. Thank you very much. Mr. Strawberry ice. Glad to see you. Glad to be on your show. Finally, we got to we, we got it to work. I'm, gl I'm glad we met at Bucketheads. That, 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 that That's made. that that was crazy. That's that was you were my you were the very first person to ever walk up to me and say, "Hey, I recognize you." That was a very cool moment. <laughs> you're like, uh, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> every once in a while, it happens to me. Happens to me. You're like, Are you sharp my eyes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a weird like, feeling. It's still a weird feeling. Yeah. Like, do you? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you like me or not? <laughs> like, where are we going with this? So. Well, Paul, well, Paul loves you, so there you go. I love you, yeah. Paul. Paul, I love Paul Painter. Shut up, my boy, Paul. There you go. There you go. Anti Bowls, love you. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, next time you see uh, uh, Pike, T Pike, tell him he's got to go on my show, okay? All right. I'll, Tom, I'll, 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 Tom, all the guys in Chatterbox, they got to get on my show. I, I, I do a show every day. I need, I need people to talk to. 
I will tell the entire world to get on this show. That's what I will do. That's my promise to you. We will we will contact NASA, and we will have the International Space Station overlay a message in the night sky, and it will say, get on Strawberry Ice, this exactly. show, on this YouTube channel. Thank you very much for having me, man. Hey, make sure you go to LA for all your betting tips. He's, he's, he's a great game. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be poor. <laughs> See you, Elliot. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Elliot's a great dude. Fun. He's a fun guy on their show. They have a great time there on uh, Off the Bench with Tom Berman. If you guys subscribe to it, I guess you can go uh, and do uh, the boxed lunch thing as well. Uh, so tomorrow night, we'll get this out there again. Tomorrow night, just to remind everybody, we'll be at live at Brink Brewery uh, right there on Hamilton Avenue doing a live show. Uh, me and Joe Farson will be on there. Uh, 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 Joey from uh, ZTV will be the producer. So if you guys were at uh, Hell Mary's two weeks ago, uh, we did that. Hopefully, Joey will will leave his house a little earlier, and so we can make sure he's on time <laughs> to get there. So, Joey, if you're watching, you know, leave about noon. <laughs> so, make sure you're there at Brink. We get everything set up. We're gonna have a great time there. Uh, live at five thirty. We'll be giving away Bengals tickets live on the show. If you want to sign up for a chance to win Bengals tickets, go to ZTV Online or ZTV Cincinnati. Uh, they'll have it all listed there, where you can go there and you can sign up. I think there's going to be a sign-up sheet at Brinkfoot. I'm not sure, but I know there's a sign-up sheet online. So make sure you go sign up there. Have a chance to win. Those tickets have a chance to win uh, some cool stuff from Gathered Threads as well. We'll be giving that away uh, right there at the bar. So make sure you go there and uh, go there and drink some delicious Jackpot Jerry beer. And we're going to have some fun uh, and hopefully cheer. Uh, the, well, actually, get ready to watch the Bearcats play uh, Stetson Cologne Friday night. Uh, that's who they're playing. This, they're not actually playing Cologne, but they're playing Stetson. So anyway, uh, so my prediction uh, for the Bengals Squealers uh, game, I got it. Uh, I think I said 27, 14, 27, 17. So like I said it on the, the Bengals show earlier today, which you can go watch that uh, from the riverfront. Uh, I'll be on there. Uh, they'll be dropping that tonight. Uh, so I'm going to go, go. I think I'm going to go 27, 17. I think that's what I said. Um, like I said keys. We got to stop the run. Cause that's all Pittsburgh has. Um, we should dominate this game. Um, I know uh, Chris Zito here uh, in the uh, chat has been talking about the first game. Well, you played this when Joe Burrow was hurt. Um, it would be a completely different game if Joe was healthy. Uh, and you know that as well. So the thing is, and I like to point this out too. Last time, if you guys remember last year, when we went to Pittsburgh in the all-white uh, Bengal tire, um, let's see here, some guy named Jamar Chase didn't play. But some guy named T. Higgins went off. I'm predicting that again. I think T. Higgins is back. He proved he's the number one wide receiver. I think he's going to show up. I, he might get two TDs in this game. Chase Brown has been or is electrifying. He has made a big difference in our running game. It has turned Joe Mixon into a finisher, giving him less carries, less wear and tear on his body, He's more of a straight line guy that I've noticed the last couple weeks with Chase Brown being here. I think it has made a huge impact on our offense. I don't see Pittsburgh. They're in shambles. Now, see, like I said, I say all this, like, you know, it's kind of this one of those games where, you know, it all, all could blow up in my face, but I'm going this way. I think this will be the first year. Thompson has a losing record. We feel very bad for him. Has the slow, smallest uh, fiddle in the world. I do respect him, though, as a coach. He is a very good coach, but he's for the wrong team. Uh, let's see. All right, Keith, you got 
Oh, you're all blowout. 44 to 6. There you go. I like that. Uh, Tebow, what do you got? Tebow's got 30 to 17. Uh, let's see here. Zito, let's see. I'll just put you up here. What you got here? You got 27 13. The, I don't know who the meows are. That, that team doesn't exist. <laughs> anyway, Zito, hey, man, I, I appreciate you coming on talking shit. That's fine. Hey, I don't take any of this stuff seriously. You come on here. And hey, if you if you win, come back on and make us eat crow. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it'll suck because I, I can't stand your team. I think you're a bunch of cheap shot, shot artists, but you know, that's me. Chops registering here. 24-17. Pretty sure it means the Bengals. Anyway, I'm gonna get the heck out of here. I want to thank all the Facebook groups that let me live stream. I appreciate every single one. And you can follow me on all my social media platform, all under sports with strawberry ice on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Twitter X and TikTok. Twitter X is at Jeff A. Trinipal. Uh, TikTok is at Iceman90. Threads, Instagram, Facebook, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'll be pulling the sign up later on tonight and putting it on the podcast. You can find it on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, or Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment and a five-star review so more Sensei fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, we're at 2,453 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. ZTV. All right, guys. We are going to try to do some stuff to try if you're watching my show and you subscribe to my show 2453 of you guys if you could do me a favor go over subscribe to ztv on there click on the link there to to my show get everybody there because we might be doing some transition stuff here uh kind of hint hint you know if you want to find my show there might be some stuff going on here go to ztv ztv online ztv cincinnati follow it on facebook follow it on twitter uh, go, go to the website, check it out. I would greatly appreciate it. Again, see you guys tomorrow night. Uh, Bearcats, or not, Bearcats are playing Stetson Cologne. They should win. Hopefully they win by 30. And by the way, shout out to Joey Carr for the new intro. And if you missed the new intro, you got to go back and watch it. I got actually got an outro as all as, as well. So appreciate Joey Carr and all his hard work he's done for me. Shout out to Elliot for joining the show. Chatterbox Sports. Tony Pike. You've been put on notice. You got to come on the show. Other than that, that's your sports, baby. See ya!